Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. In this episode, you are going to learn how to truly enjoy the holidays, including this holiday season of food. We're going to help you avoid the Christmas cookie coma so that you can celebrate the birth of the Savior and enjoy the festival, right? The celebration of food, the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior. So we're going to start out with some practical tips, and then we're going to end with a Jesus first focus, right? We're going to end with the cherry on top for sure. So the first step in really having an enjoyable Christmas holiday, right, where food is in its rightful place, is to set realistic expectations. So often we can go into, well, any scenario and paint a perfect picture where everything is prepared healthfully, or we always listen to hunger and fullness signals, signals and we never overeat. And all of these words that create so much pressure and expectation that we're unable to fulfill it. And so we want to go into this upcoming couple of weeks with realistic expectation. Listen, sis, you ain't going to eat perfectly. (laughs) You're probably going to overeat once or twice. You may eat some cookies and regret it. But it's not that one choice that really matters all that much. It's what we decide to do after that decision. In fact, my history was I could keep it together. I could hold it together until Christmas Day. I could make it through. I could white knuckle it and not overdo the food until that very day where kind of the wheels fell off and New Year's was so close that I would just throw in the towel and eat like a maniac for the next couple of weeks. And it was miserable, right? Food, food has ruined some of my most precious Christmas memories. I remember as a child, I would get um, hot tamales in my Christmas stocking each year. And we'd open the stockings around, let's say, 9 a.m. Well, by 10 a.m., I'd eaten the entire box and I was sick to my stomach. And the rest of the day, I was sneaking food and overeating and not being not able to focus on what was really happening, which was friends and family and fellowship and, hey, presents. Presents are amazing, too. And, of course, the Lord. I felt shame and it would put a wedge between me and God. Not fun at all. So we want to go in with realistic expectations. It's not going to be perfect, but it's okay. It can be better. It can be better than last year. And a realistic expectation is to know that you can start the new year feeling pretty decent. You don't have to be miserable. The other thing to think about as we move forward is to consider what you want. 
Again, unrealistic expectations may have you skipping dessert or eating one cookie or only doing this or never doing that. Again, here's that diet talk. Do you hear it? And this is really setting us up for failure because we're not considering what we really want. Diets don't ask you that. What would you like to eat? Do you want to eat steamed cod and broccoli four times this week? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> if you uh, don't want to do what it is that you are starting to do, what you're committing to do, what you're imagining yourself doing, well, you ain't gonna do it. What do you want your Christmas holidays to look like food-wise? For me, I would say I want to enjoy my favorite foods, but I also want to feel really good. And that's probably going to look like eating mostly nourishing food, not as much as I normally would because it's Christmas, peppered in with treats that I really enjoy, but treats eaten in enough moderation so that I feel okay, but with enough frequency so that I don't overdo it. Does that make sense? Can you picture that in your own life? Can you picture how you may know that you have a big Christmas party coming up on Saturday night? So Friday night when you go out to dinner, you decide, it's not that I can't order something different, but I actually have sort of, you know, an opportunity to pick something a little more nourishing because I know tomorrow is going to be, you know, a bit more extravagant. And we would make these decisions about other areas of our lives, such as, you know, managing our child's sleep, right? Well, they're going to be up late tonight. So let's make sure we get to bed on time this evening or the next evening. Right? Um, how about spending finances? You know that over Christmas time, you're going to be spending more money on gifts. Well, maybe you cut back a little bit the months prior. It's the same kind of logical decision-making. However, we get so emotional about it and diets have made us so emotional about it that we can't think clearly. So we wanna first, let go of unrealistic expectations. Second, consider what you want. Oh my goodness, someone cares what you want and that's God. Number three, we're going to marry our wants with our wisdom. You've probably heard me say this over and over, but it is truly the thing that has helped me to move forward and to understand where that line is between, I'm air quoting right now, healthy eating, right? And eating what I want. Sometimes these feel contradictory, right? I only want junk food. Oh, right? Well, if you've been forcing yourself to eat diet food for a long time, you may feel like that's all you want. And yet, we know in our heart of hearts, if we go from morning till night eating processed carbohydrates, we're going to be pretty miserable. We're not going to be too nice to our kids. We're not going to sleep well. We're not going to have the energy to do the things we want to do. So we want to take those wants and put a little, you know, a little spin of wisdom on it. You have wisdom itself dwelling within your heart and that is the Holy Spirit. So we want to consult the Holy Spirit, listen to that gut instinct, which is Him within you, and make those choices moving forward. Finally, let's get to the crown jewel of our list here, which is truly the reason for the season, right? We see the pins keep Christ in Christmas, and that is the essence of it all. And yet, for so many years, I had a very surface perspective on this. In fact, it started out as doing little advent calendars, which are more of a countdown to getting presents than anything else. And then over time, I began to acquaint myself or reacquaint myself with the Christmas story each and every year. And then I started to dig a little bit deeper. 
into sort of the less joyful side of Christmas. And yet it's really where the contemplation and the transformation happens this time of year to think about Christ coming to the earth as a baby, as the most innocent one of all for our sins, not to heap guilt onto you, but to remind you that even in those moments when you're struggling with Christmas pudding, right? Jesus died for you. He came to the earth as the most helpless of individuals in pure humility. He came from the most humble of towns. He was born in the most humble of ways. And he lived his life not as someone to be served, right? He didn't come as a king or a prince. He came in humility to serve us. And that is the one that we're spending this time really thinking about. And we want to let that permeate our hearts. We praise God because from the foundation of the world, he knew that he would need to save us. He knew that sin would enter the garden. And we see shadows of Christ's coming all throughout the Old Testament. And then the accumulation of that beautiful story on Christmas night. It was really the middle of the story, right? And there's so much more to happen. There's a transformation that was made possible by his entry into the world. So you experience that grace. He didn't die for no reason at all, right? He died for our struggle with food, our struggle with body image, and all those other things that can feel so small and yet so big at the same time. So let's keep Christ first, but part of that even comes down to the practical side of things of experiencing food freedom, where there is no bad food, all food has been made clean, and yet we don't want to be brought under the power of it. So enter that day, enter your Christmas day, praising God for who he is and enjoying the fellowship and the food that he's blessed you with. Merry Christmas. Oh, and P.S. Are you exhausted from fighting binge eating? Whew. I know how it can just drain you to always be stuck in the middle of a food fight. And the fastest way to get exhausted is to fight the battle on your own. And the truth is a binge, well, it never happens in a peaceful environment. So rather than fighting the darkness, turn on the light. That's why I want to share with you my binge proof action planner, which is going to help you put feet to your faith and creating a purposeful, peace-filled plan to overcome binge eating. Download it with the link in the show notes. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my platinum program. It's a six month deep dive, start to finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.